Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You can listen to KJM on your smart speakers. They play ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Get that app. And you can join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Which quarterback will have most at stake this season? That's the question. Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. Guys. I have a slice as a backhand. Sometimes I get the top spin on He grew up as a big tennis guy. You you ever play tennis, Key? No. Key key wanted to look right in tennis court. No. How big was tennis in your life? You don't know what I look right in. I can just tell by the way you walk. (laughs) <laughs> football see i'm not even gonna go at you Jay. <laughs> go ahead why go ahead no, i'm gonna leave you alone no 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 i don't want no, you to I'm leave me alone because you, you you tennis is your thing man i don't I'm gonna leave you why alone. you do the fans like this golf no. tennis checkers chess the, all the chess everything yeah man i'm gonna leave you alone man <laughs> what's that called what, what, what's that category called for you? The way you talk about you feel like you're in a category. I'm not putting you in a category. All I'm saying is I know I'm you for leave two you years alone. now. I know I'm who you leave are. Leave you alone. Golf, tennis. You do checkers. golf. You do tennis. You do chess, checkers. I mean, I get it. Now, to be fair, Jay, you did say he wouldn't look right on a tennis court. So you were the one who started the you, you what love categories one, people the are fitting into. All that, Jay. You Kentucky Derby guy, Kentucky Formula Derby. One. See, look, you're all there. that. It's all there. It is there. It is. Tell there me more, is. kid. There it is. It's getting. And now, by the way, now, now within the next thirty seconds, cricket. Max is the uh, one of the owners at the Kentucky Derby. We'll be, oh, horse. Man, we'll be no, at a cricket man, event. You know, we'll huh? be at a cricket event soon. You and I. No, Keith. no, yeah. no. Hey, look, Jay. <laughs> Jay, hey, you, you, I get it. I understand. Kid, kid they don't you have any nice. Up, your dad loved tennis. You love tennis. You love golf. North Carolina. I got all that. I'm just North saying. Carolina. Of course, you love those things. You love the checkers, the chess. You even love, to the you point, love tennis, I golf, would, North Carolina, we, we, all those we things. We can't put checkers and chess in the same sentence. Right. Secondly, okay, well, then it's chess. Yeah, Scratch it's, the checkers. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, making the move, the crown, the king, ago. and the queen, yeah. and all. I get it. Yeah, Rook all the moves. Yeah. I understand. When that. you were at the country club <laughs> in North Carolina playing golf, and you would take a break and sip tea. You would play chess is what he's saying. Uh, no, I, look, Jay always he, think when I'm giving him real compliments, I'm like trying to dig him and stuff like that. I would never do such a thing because you like polo. Never. It's not my fault. <laughs> you know, Have you ever been stuff. to a polo match? Absolutely have. Yeah, I've never been to one. See, this is you know what a polo match means to me. It's when you're a kid, you try to match never, the polo, never, the polo. I, I, like no, I went to sweatshirt with the polo sweatpants. I went to two in back-to-back years in Santa Barbara at the Santa Barbara Polo Club in Santa Barbara, California. See, look, all that stuff we talk about: Santa Barbara, Montecito. Yeah, it was. That, a, yeah, okay, it was a okay. Montecito. Yeah. yeah, it was that polo stuff. Yeah, but I went with some friends and. You know, they actually, I thought they told me you had just left, but whatever. <laughs> All right, Max. Jay, for Let's real, talk though. tennis. tennis Have you played tennis, tennis so key? Seriously. Uh, let's not get into that. Let's just I want to see you on about, a tennis court. Let's talk Head about. and everything. The, 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 let's talk about the top queen tennis player of all times. Take it away, Max. For real, before we get into that. 
Okay. You, tennis, the reason I set it up like that, Jay, is because tennis is a big deal to you, right? You grew up playing, right? I mean, my dad, I grew up going down, hitting balls off the wall, uh, getting balls, you know, after he served, watching him play for hours. It was my first sport. It was my first love. I mean, your first I, love is sports tennis. Ivan Lindell, you know, Mal, 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 McEnroe, Borg. McEnroe, Borg was a little before your time, but Borg, yeah. But, I mean, historian <laughs> of the game. I love my, Max Keller, man. my dad's time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Elvi Washington, a lot of that stuff. Ah, you know, Arthur Ashe has a little before your time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I grew like up going to the like U.S. Like, you can't know who they are and know history, right? No, no, but no, 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 I'm not saying that. See, I'm saying another, like, Jay, is, dig. Jay is talking about the experience of actually <laughs> watching it as it's happening. That's why I said Borg when you said Lendl and McEnroe. Yeah. Those are guys you were putting your eyes on. Yeah, yeah. When Sappers, I say Borg, whoever, that's a little you know. before you were like aware of yeah, what. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, my Agassi. dad made me aware of all that stuff. So uh, go ahead, Jay Agassi. Yeah. You know, Sappers. That Thanks, came Keith. a little late. So, <laughs> so what did it mean to you to see Serena Williams, who is the underdog, who is playing the second seeded player in the world? At her age, 40, about to turn 41 years old, strongly hinting that this will be it, that she will retire after the Open, win. I, I, her game is still coming into form, and that's the scary part about this whole situation, Max and Key, is that I'm watching the first set, and she, she's able to get through the first set after winning it, 7-6, uh, to six, and frankly, I thought she was going to lose steam. This is where you come into the natural thinking process of, okay, she's turning 41. She's going against a 26-year-old who is number two in the world. And by the way, this is her sixth match of the year, not her sixth tournament where she's had a ton of reps. And she's ramped up her practicing over the last two weeks. She's going to run out of steam. And by the way, Konovet played extremely well in the second set. I mean, it seemed like it was a blowout, right? 6-2 or something like that. So then seeing her turn it around and play well in that third set and find her rhythm again in her sea legs, I, look, her rhythm seems great. Her conditioning seems incredible. And last night I saw the best player in the world. And it just key, it's a minute to me when we think about Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, who was at the game last night, who was at the match last so night. Can she win the Open? I think she has yeah. a legit shot to a win the Open. Absolutely she can win but, the Open. But, Key, I have, having a child uh, – you know, four years ago, and then returning to this form, I think we're watching the greatest athlete ever to play in any sport. That's Look, how I feel a, about it. It's been a, a slow comeback, so to speak, uh, at times, but she's juggling a lot of different things. And I think what people have to realize is, Jay, you mentioned uh, giving birth several years ago, but not just the giving birth part, taking care of the child, making sure that her baby is okay, being a mother, being a wife to her husband, all of those sort of things on top of trying to fit in all the different business ventures that she's gotten herself involved in, paying attention to all those things, still dealing with the fashion, still having to deal with Nike, all of that. And on top of that, getting in the practice time to play tennis, to be able to get ready for the U.S. Open, that's a lot. I mean, I, I've had an opportunity to see that sort of stuff develop. And when you think about it, getting to where she is right now, knocking down the number two ranked player in tennis that everybody probably assumed automatically, okay, this is the last night we get a chance to see Serena Williams, so let me take the opportunity to do that now. And then erasing that person and moving on to round three is just one of the greatest things that I've ever seen in this particular sport. You know, the other thing is, look, Tiger Woods, his dad famously wanted him to break Jack Nicklaus's records and all that. He didn't. 
he's still several away. And also, Nicholas had more second-place finishes, third-place finishes, et cetera, et cetera, even though there are more good players now than there used to be, right? So you got to balance that in, too. No one debates that Serena isn't the greatest ever. Like, she's considered the GOAT. Now, Margaret Court has 24 Grand Slam wins. Serena's sitting on 23. This would be 24, right? Wouldn't this tie the all-time record? I mean, look, supposedly there's a documentary in the work, too, that called Chasing 24. So uh, you can only imagine the kind of pressure that every time she goes out to the court, expectations are for her to win. But, but and, it also, and going through those ups and downs. Well, it also leads much. to the question, though, wait a minute. If she does win and she's sitting on 24, would she walk away before 25? Yeah, but one of the things that Serena talked about in, in Israel is she has nothing to prove to anybody, not even herself. She's already proved to herself that she could be the greatest tennis player of all time and win uh, multiple uh, tournaments and things of that nature. And that's why she said last night she doesn't have anything to prove. There's nothing nothing to prove. If she get to 24, okay. But I think that... that, I agree there's nothing to prove, Key, but... But I think that 24 number for her is in... It's, it's one of those deals that's in the past. Like, she's not chasing it as much as she was a year or two ago. Max, I know we got to go to break, but it, and I'm not saying that she fell out of love. But it, sure as hell, when you watch last night, it seems like she's starting to fall back in love sure. with what the game brings to her. And so maybe that it, means she's it, not done. It's interesting. Serena's odds were 50-1 to 1 to win this year's U.S. Open title. Her longest pre-tournament betting odds in her U.S. Open career. She's now at 14-1. to 1. At Caesar Sportsbook, cut it in more than a third. All right, continue to weigh in. Eight 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 say ESPN. Which quarterback has the most at stake this season? Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric e bikes today. The number one selling e bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. And if you have the ESPN app, you, you may already have the ESPN app on your phone. You're just not in the habit of using it. Man, click on the app. One app, one tap. We're right there. Boom, in your ears. Anywhere you are, you can listen to us live. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. Which quarterback has the most at stake this season? That's what we are asking, and we are joined now by the great Diana Russini, ESPN NFL reporter. What's going on, Diana? Oh, no, I have no, – uh, uh, Diana no can't hear. Can't hear us. Diana can't hear. Okay, we're going to fix it and get back to her then, Jay. All right. Yeah, yeah, we'll get That's back. That's a good idea. Time. That Look at yeah, Key calling the audible at the line of scrimmage Yeah, we'll there. just fix it and get back to Diana. Let's go to a three-shot. There we go. Boom, look at that. Directing, he's hosting, the whole thing. Look at Here, that. are you in the control room? What's going on? Yeah, I went to a three-shot. I pushed yeah. the button and moved it around, so Boop. we are the three-shot. Dan in Texas wants to weigh in on the quarterback with the most at stake. Not the most to gain, the most to lose. The most What's at stake. Because a lot of the guys with the most to gain are the same guys with the most to lose. Most at stake. Who is it, Dan in Texas? How you doing, gentlemen? Good morning. Good morning. What's up, um, Dan? So I think the, one, the QB that has the most at stake and I'll explain my reasons why, is Derek Carr. For the last few weeks, I've heard you guys uh, talking about how he's the third-best quarterback and everything in the division, which is uh, agreeable. But he has literally uh, top 10 in every single offensive position. Uh, position players, Hunter Renfro, top slot receiver, top slot receiver, top wide receiver. He has a good head coach. He just signed a three-year extension with a no-trade clause. So I just think he has more to prove just to change the narrative of the whole thing. That's why uh, the last two weeks you guys have been talking about the the Raiders regressing from last year, ending up in second in their division. And it it just doesn't click in my head how they're going to regress when their roster has gotten better and they've gotten all the tools on the defensive side and on the offensive side. I only feel like there's somewhat of a built-in excuse for Derek if it doesn't go as planned. Just Josh McDaniels, first, even though it's his second stint, First year trying to figure get, that whole thing out. We should get back to that topic. I think it's a good one. I, I also don't think he has the most at stake, but for, for, for another reason, and Key, I'm sure, has stuff to say about it. Diana's with us now. Apparently, the audio issues are fixed. Can you hear us, Diana? Hi, guys. Good morning. Yeah, good to be with you. And, and, and I just listened to that caller, and I agree with some of the things he's saying. And, Jay, I hear you. There is definitely some built-in excuses there. For Derek Carr, but if, if you were to put me just on the on the spot right now and say which quarterback has 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 they've got to win this year, to, to me it's it's actually Jalen Hurts. They've given him everything. Mm. Look at this defense now. The trades are making. I mean, Howie Roseman is still doing work, and we're just a few days out from the start of the season to try to put this team in position to win. And what do we always do when we talk about the Eagles? We go through their lines. We say how good they are. We talk about their weapons. We talk about Sirianni's offense. Uh, His his scheme seems to fit this team really well. But question marks about the quarterback. So I think this has got to be the season. He comes through and shows Philly that he's their guy. Yeah, Diana's right about that. She is certainly right about Jalen Hurts and everything that they've done with Jalen Hurts and, and getting Carson Wentz out of there, kind of giving him the team building the team around him, getting a receiver, drafting well on the defensive side of the ball. And on top of that, as you know, Max and, and, and Jay, as I've always said, when it comes to certain positions, these coaches and front office people listen to the outside noise. So if there's a, a, a narrative that Jalen Hurts isn't doing anything but holding them back, 
even though the, the coaches and the front office people may see it a little bit different, if that noise gets loud, then they'll start to look to replace him. But if he quiets that noise with his play, then they can move on and do something else with those draft picks. Yeah, I, I, this is a big season for Jalen Hurts, big season for a lot of quarterbacks. Um, what kind of season do you think the, the Patriots are going to have, Diana? I think it's going to be just okay. I have some concerns. Guys, we've never seen an offseason like this for New England, at least as long as, as I've been alive, uh, you know, with Bill Belichick being there and, and obviously Tom Brady all those, all those years held that team to such high standards and there was so much accountability. And, and we know it's been a three-year transition here without Brady being there. But just too much uncertainty right now is coming out of camp from the way this offensive line play looks to Mac Jones just having a a, a so-so training camp. Um, You know, and then, guys, you look at their schedule for just how they start the season at Miami. New England has always struggled in Miami. It's hot. If Brady had a problem there, you think Mac Jones isn't going to have a problem there? Then they got the Steelers. Let's just give them the win there, all right? Let's just say, you know, Bill can come up with some good scheme there to to, to mess with Mitchell Trubisky if, if he is officially named the starter there. Then they're at Green Bay. You know, th- th- this is just a really hard September for the Patriots, and they could dig themselves in a really deep hole if it doesn't get fixed. And, and I know Mac Jones recently said that, They've ironed out some of these issues that we saw in those preseason games. But I don't know. That Vegas game was, what, three days ago? You know, like, really? You fixed it already? Wow, good. But, you know, I I just – I don't have a lot of confidence, as I'm sure you can hear in my voice. Diana, the other day I was talking to somebody close to the organization for the Pats, and uh, we were having an in-depth conversation around the fact that one of the reasons why Tom Brady left is due to personnel decisions and where the team was going – you're saying, hey, this is one of the worst off-seasons. Are we getting to that point where the system that Bill Belichick has put in place, that maybe that's not the right system for the Pats as it relates to the personnel that he's deciding to draft? As it relates, like, do we need to start talking about him relinquishing some control around who he's drafting and some of those personnel decisions? Gosh, you will never hear me go on television or the radio or write about Bill Belichick. Uh, not having the answers. It's just too difficult for me because he just gets the benefit of the doubt. I understand the space you're going in, though. I understand there's questions about Bill Belichick, the GM, right? I think they're, they're, we, we've criticized him before about it, but, but here's, you know, Josh McDaniels, his former offensive coordinator, obviously now the head coach of the Raiders recently, uh, shared some insight into Bill and, and said sometimes he sees things that we don't all see, and, and, and Bill's usually right uh, in the end there. And any, any coach I ever have uh, chatted with who, who's been part of that New England way has always shared that coaching side, the, the brilliance behind Bill Belichick. So do I think the Bill Belichick way has run its course in New England? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Do I think that there's been some questionable decisions from a personnel decision? Yeah. And and they're going to feel some pressure because, guys, Robert Kraft said pretty much uh, after the season last year, like, okay, I'm I'm done with this window of not going to the playoffs because we're talking three seasons now. Not winning in the playoffs, yeah. Not winning Um, in the playoffs. Excuse me, not winning in the playoffs, yeah. 
So he, he's done with that. And, and look, uh, you know, Mr. Kraft has, has lived a, a pretty fantastic life being the owner of the New England Patriots, winning so much in the playoffs of the past. But um, there's a standard there. And, and right now, I just, you know, I've covered New England for so long. This has been the most unusual, unusual offseason, knowing that they haven't made any firm decisions. They're doing this cat and mouse game with the play calling. Is it Matt Patricia, which is essentially, Max, you know it is. It's got to be Matt, Matt Patricia. Um, you know, and, and there's just, there's no consistency there. So, so, Jay, it's hard to sit here right now and say to you, yeah, we, we, we need to hammer Bill Belichick, the GM, and they need to change their ways. It, I, they haven't, they haven't lost and done enough. Let's just say bad for 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 me to go there yet. Mm. Well, maybe not for you to go there yet, but I do understand you do need to go. We do need to let you go because you have things to do. So, as uh, always, Diana Rossini. No. you look amazing, Diana. I just want to say today. that. I kn- there we go. Just wanted to. Oh. Jay, hi. Notice she didn't tell you that you Jay, looked amazing. You I know. Uh, she uh, just said, she said, Jay, hi. She didn't say, hey, Jay, you too. You look I'm amazing. I'm confident. I'm good. She got a whole thing on. You got a, gr- a green sweatshirt. You know, uh, come on. All right. Thanks, Diana. Appreciate it Thanks, as always. Doc. Thank you, guys. Love you. So, you too. So, the, the, thing, that, that, the thing about Belichick, the GM, is I'm just going to say it. And you guys can say, oh, you're saying this and that. I'm just saying what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything more than this. When you put a competent team together, where everywhere you look, as Key pointed out yesterday, very few Hall of Famers, but competent players wherever you look who can do the thing you need them to do, and you have Tom Brady, you win a lot of Super Bowls. When you have competency wherever you look, and you don't have Tom Brady, you're a good team. You're, you're, you're good. You're fine. You know, you might make the playoffs. You might not. You may not win in the playoffs. And maybe Bill Belichick, the GM, worked when Tom Brady was the quarterback to the tune of championships. Maybe Bill Belichick, the GM, works like a better-than-average team without Tom Brady. Let me, let me ask Brady you something, Max. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What <clears throat> constitutes it working for a general manager? Well, as I said, if – the standard is winning championships, making playoff runs, winning games in the playoffs. Okay. Then if your team is competent everywhere, but as you point out, very few Hall of Famers, you need something special at quarterback to be more than just a, you know, nine-win team, maybe ten wins, maybe you make the playoffs, you're a wild card, you lose, maybe every once in a while you win a playoff game. That's a, that's a competent GM. So, so yeah. The New England Patriots have only been a once-in-a-while win-a-playoff game organization? Without Tom Brady. It, it, I'm saying it without has, Tom Brady. It, it, it doesn't matter with or without Tom Brady. It, but, but, Key, because wait a minute. Tom Matt Brady's Castle didn't go to the playoffs? Three, but that was that was, a, that was the numbers. That, was, that had something to do with the numbers. They won 11 games. Yeah. That but, had something to do with the numbers. I don't know the mathematically how they got eliminated or whatever. They did. But let's win say they would have. But let's games. say they would have gone to the playoffs. And they would. The point is that wasn't a team no, that was no, going to make a playoff the point, run. Though. That's not your point. Your point was that Bill Belichick essentially sucks at his general manager uh, job because uh, he hasn't no. been to say? the playoffs and won the playoffs since Tom well, Brady. Hold on. Don't put. I just said that's a competent GM. That's fine. That's above average. Like, hey, if you're competent everywhere, but if the standard is 
making runs in the playoffs, and you look at a team that's simply competent everywhere, no Hall of Famers, no guys who really pop, well, but wait, then you but, need but, a special but, quarterback. You see, but I think that's a fair but here's point, what but I'm I say, it takes though. away from the greatness but, of Bill but, Belichick. But here's what well, I'm going to say. It makes no, the goodness. I, it points out the one goodness. One of the of things, your, your argument is flawed because Tom Brady's first three Super Bowls, there was no Hall of Famers on that team. Except for Tom Brady. Event. But, but he Tom wasn't Brady Tom was Brady not a Hall of Famer. But, 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 but see what you're doing? But see what you're doing? Now what you're doing is you're saying, that really wasn't Tom Brady winning those Super Bowls. That's the way I felt at no, the time, no, too. No, Max. It was, no, that's the not system what I'm saying. I didn't say that. Tom Brady what I'm old. saying like is, now. Yeah, yeah, what it. I'm saying is, there was a plan in place. There you go. Okay? With very talented players. And eventually, Tom Brady grew into Tom Brady. There you go. But even Much like when they're he trying was... to do with Mac Jones. Get it. I get it. To and... grow into that. The reason I asked you this question about what is the general manager's job mm-hmm. is because what you look at is you look at the high draft picks and you make the assessment on whether they're boom or bust, so to speak, as people like to call them. Mm-hmm. And if they're not boom, but more on the didn't pan outside, Belichick gets a negative credit for that of the high draft picks. But there's a number of guys, okay, that are not drafted high that have gone on throughout the history of the New England Patriots and Belichick to contribute to them winning Super Bowls in the early stages as well as in the late stages. I'm with you. What you two don't understand is you're with with me because – when you say now it's like the early stages with Mac Jones, that's what I'm saying. Let's see what happens now going forward. Can Belichick get back to not even exactly that level, but making playoff runs without Tom Brady? Because if he can't, that suggests that a lot of that was Tom Brady. A lot of it. That Belichick laid the foundation that was competent everywhere, yes. but Brady was the guy who taken it over the top, even when he was young. A lot of it was Michael Jordan for Phil Jackson. <laughs> yes. A lot of it was no Kobe doubt. Bryant for but Phil But no Jackson. one ever doubted that. No one ever doubted that. 888 say ESPN, LeBron which James has the most at stake yeah. this season. Pat basketball, Riley football, and, different. Yeah. Yeah. Basketball, right. football, different. Yeah. Very yeah. different. Basketball yeah. was always star-driven. Joe Montana yeah. for Bill Walsh, I know. Yeah. And then it was Steve Young. Yeah. Emmitt Smith for the Cowboys. I got is Derek Carr the quarterback with most at stake this season? As the caller said, join the conversation. Dr. Pepper, call online, 888-SAY-ESPN. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. You can hear us live. Take us on the go, ESPN app. Presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So a caller in the last segment, guys, while we were getting Diana's uh, audio fixed, said that Derek Carr is the quarterback with the most at stake this season. Key J, let me tell you why I disagree with that. I think when you are at an extreme end, like you're about to lose your job or like some huge legacies on the line, you have a lot at stake. But Derek Carr is like high middle pack, right? Or Key, you can consider him low high pack, right? Like if you have, if you have tiers of quarterbacks – you know, he is he's an upper middle class quarterback or key. You might think he's among the very best, but maybe toward the bottom of the list of the. So when you're in that area, what you have to gain is cementing yourself as elite. And what you have to lose is the perception that nah, he's just an OK quarterback. Right. That's not to me the same kind of stakes as. Like Diana and you guys Jaylen brought up Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Is he going to keep his job Tua, Is he going to keep his job or someone like. 
Aaron Rodgers. Wait, can he get to another Super Bowl? You know, what's, is his legacy going to be enhanced in that way? Or Justin Herbert. The dude has not been to the playoffs yet, right? There are I, – I see the stakes as more extreme than a guy who's more toward the middle with less to gain and less to lose. That's why I wouldn't say he has the most at stake. No, he doesn't have the most at stake, but I understand what the caller was talking about. When you start to look at, you know, they, they've got some nice pieces on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know what their defense is going to be yet because it was the preseason, but let's see what the defense turns out to be. And a lot of people still have a certain reservation about Carr at the quarterback spot uh, for the Raiders just because he was never endorsed by the old coach in Gruden as the franchise savior. You know, when you start talking franchise savior, that's a different mm-hmm. situation. When you talk like uh, um, Patrick Mahomes, uh, what they would say about him in Kansas City or what Cincinnati would say about Joe Burrow or what uh, the Cowboys would say about Dak Prescott, when you kind of leave it uh, open and don't really put your arms and say, hey, he's my guy, well, he's not going anywhere, the, the Chargers are already talking about Justin Herbert's extension and his extension is two two seasons from now. Yeah. And they're already discussing what it's going to look like when it comes up because he's their guy. And I think people see that where they don't see that in Carr and the Raiders. I know we're going to get to some calls here, but I will say very quickly, Pittsburgh Steelers, you keep hearing all this talk, talk about Kenny Pickett, right? Mitchell Trubisky, I mean, that, that's a lot at stake right here. It feels like there's a lot on the line with his career. <laughs> Could it be a starter? Could it be a backup in the league? Rick in Ohio. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Morning, fellas. What's going on? Hey, listen, uh, I had to hang up the other day when you had the question about who's the GOAT in their sport. I was wondering, Max, did you ever come up with Muhammad Ali? Yeah, but Muhammad Ali, even there, Ali is the greatest for the -the out-of-the-ring stuff, too. And if you take away all the weight divisions, right, he beat everybody, all that stuff. But Ali was never really considered the greatest pound-for-pound fighter ever. That would be Sugar Ray Robinson, you know? And so whatever else Serena Williams meant to the sport or to, or to uh, 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 you know, social, larger issues of social significance, she also is pretty much indisputably the, the, the greatest, of, you know, female tennis player ever, right? Like, uh, the, the best on the field of play. And Ali, pound for pound, doesn't have that with Sugar Ray Robinson. You, most people consider Ray Robinson the greatest pound for pound fighter ever. Now, Ali had a beaten Ray Robinson. It's a little unfair because they stratify according to size in boxing. But nevertheless, that's how they do it. Who else? Today's question, that's, it's Baker Mayfield, man. He's already running his mouth. And he lost his job in Cleveland. So he's got to really show something where he's at now. He's going to be a backup for the rest of his career. Thanks for taking my call. You guys have a good one. What yeah. Baker do, man? Baker said he didn't say it. See, that's the thing. The caller say he running his mouth. Baker said he didn't say it. He said, but but yeah. you know what? When the, when that article comes out, people don't listen to details. People don't listen to context. You know, like the second part where he talks about, well, she said it, and then I kind of reiterated it in a laughing, positive way. Nobody reads that. People just heard the headlines yesterday, and people already have an opinion about Baker Mayfield. This is the thing about one's reputation. This is why you got to guard your reputation. Because yeah, if Jay. you have a reputation for running your mouth, then even when you look at the details, nah, he didn't really do it this time, you have a lot less – people cut you a lot less slack. Yeah. They make assumptions about you. You see that, Jay? Running your mouth, see? Got to be careful, Hate man. people who run their mouths. At least <laughs> if you're going like, to talk about guys something. Guys like Keyshawn, he's so overrated. Guy that is just like his career. At least if you're going to talk about something, <laughs> you should have some experience. 
can't just get up there and talk about <laughs> basketball without just, playing or football like without playing, career, right? Jay. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, the guy's overrated. <laughs> He's always angry. He's always mad, <laughs> screaming at the coach. Well, you know who's going to be mad if I don't do this read, guys. Cutting Max Kellerman off. More of your calls on quarterbacks with the most at stake. And is Aaron Donald wrong for downplaying the helmet swing? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. <laughs> Aaron Donald, guys, was seen swinging his helmet practice. And was he said it was... Swinging his helmet. So, what's that? <laughs> was seen swinging his helmet. Yeah, swinging his helmet. At someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Swinging a helmet. I don't yeah. think it was his. Oh, okay. That's a good... That might be two a good Two of them, though, I think, right? Yeah, he was yeah, swinging his... There was a helmet in his hand, and he was swinging it. That's <laughs> that much I saw. I but if For some reason, I thought it was two, but maybe I'm... Maybe. You know. it was, he said it was just practice. It was Yeah, it was football. two bingo helmets. Two That's bingo what it was. Helmets. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, he said, he said it Wednesday in an interview for an upcoming episode of the AP Pro Football Podcast. Quote, I don't really want to go back to nothing negative that happened and talk about something that happened in the practice. My main focus is Buffalo. Now, look, Key, yes, I'll defer to you. It seems to me like it's a big deal because I keep, I'm, I'm always told it's such a big deal if a guy swings a helmet. But he seems to be downplaying it. And it does not seem to be a big story. So what am I supposed to think about this? You're thinking. I mean, you you you're thinking along the right path. It, it it is a big deal. It is dangerous, especially if you connect with somebody without a helmet on. If you're connecting with somebody with a helmet on, I mean, it, they're protected. It's not. I mean, what you know, they may get a concussion. Who knows? But this happens all the time. You just never see it. The problem is you saw this because it's training camp. Everyday practices during the season. There's something. There's a face mask. There's a sucker punch. Every team. I can almost guarantee you every single year there's 32 teams. Out of the 32 teams, there's at least 25 of them in practice throughout the season at least once. 
you're going to get a helmet swing, and you might get a sucker punch. Every single team. A sucker punch, especially when the guys are, you know, got helmets on and stuff, whatever. But, uh, uh, listen. It, because I don't like Garrett you anyway, thing, Max. The Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph thing, all of a sudden, swinging a helmet became the worst thing, you know, of all time, even though yeah, know, but, Mason Rudolph but, was. But, 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 but you've got to remember, Mason Rudolph didn't have a helmet on. Well, that's because Miles Garrett took it off because Mason yes, Rudolph but, went for Miles it, Garrett's helmet. But see, think about it. You're swinging a helmet. And, and nobody someone in the, in the in the skull. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could crack his skull yeah, with yeah. that power and that force. The fact that Aaron Donald had two helmets and was swinging them at guys with helmets on, it's kind of like, okay, he just he's really swinging and trying to just connect, but not trying to just massively just. He's not trying to maim anybody. So yeah, appreciate yeah. Key you on, on the context of that one because everybody has their helmets on. It's a it's a different scenario, and I get it's just practice. But he had a sponsored event a couple of days ago, and his, watching his PR team literally scramble to try to stop the media from asking questions about this, my thing is just hearing the words, well, it was just practice, it, it, it kind of sends the wrong message. You know what I mean? Even though it was just practice, you almost wish Aaron Donald would have did it. I'm like, yeah, it was wrong. But I, I was, you know, I want to take I think how you answer questions sometimes can lead to more stuff it was about just, it. It was yeah. practice, man. That's, I know, I know. But you know it happens in practice. Like I said, but in practice you don't see it, Jay, because you. I get it. Regular season practices aren't the, the media is not a. The media typically is not allowed in the, on the practice facility at the start of practice. They can film warm ups, but then they got to get out of there when they start actually practicing on most teams. So you don't really ever see what goes on behind those doors. In training camp, it's wide open to the public, right. so the media comes. They film it. Whenever you see a little skirmish, people go, oh, my God, oh, my God. Maybe key is just because over the last couple of days, I've had a lot of people reference, and it's by nature. When they hear the word practice, like it goes back to that AI thing for me. For somebody, like the negative connotation around anybody saying, we talking about practice, like it naturally carries that kind of feeling where it gets like downplayed. Like it doesn't mean nothing. It don't matter. No one else says practice. It's, It's practice. Get it. Everyone's got their helmet on. I get it. Big difference when the helmet's on We're or talking off. talking about practice, But here's man. the other That's thing. That's what I'm saying. Here's the other thing. People love Aaron Donald. He's been so great for so long that you, if it's someone, at, like Aaron Donald might be able to get away with saying, it's just practice, it's football, let's move along, and we'll spend a segment talking about it, not really going after him that much, and then on to the next thing. It depends on who's doing the swinging, yeah. some of it. Remember what I said earlier about reputation? You've got to be careful with yeah. your reputation. People will assume that Baker's running his mouth, whether he is or he isn't. If you've built up goodwill, Great point. Great point. things like this fly under the radar. If you haven't, they get blown out of proportion probably. Well, he got, yeah, he's built up goodwill. There's no question about it. And when you, when you are considered a nasty player, even though Aaron Donald is a good nasty player, right. meaning like he ain't going to take nothing off nobody. He's not considered dirty. Um, no, he's not a dirty player, but he what he what Aaron Donald is is he doesn't mess around. I've seen in games where Aaron Donald went after people and went after you know he's not messing around, so you know that. But you also he's so well respected. It's just practice. It ain't. What's Aaron Donald weigh? Uh, two. I think he's about two eighty five. And 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 might nothing be, but might muscle. Be, this dude. Yeah, two eighty five. Yeah. Pull it up. You got that big old. Laptop two eighty four. Way off, Key. You're way off. Two eighty four. 
Was Whale. it 280? What did I say, 285? <laughs> that was that he, he weighed in right before and, breakfast. You can look yeah. at him and tell he's at 280, 85 ish. Yeah. yeah. You can just look at him. I Plus, mean, he's a. He's chiseled for defensive alignment. Don't look like that. No, no, it's ridiculous. Maybe they should though. If you see the results that this dude is getting, how long before the D line, like the interior D linemen, do look like that? I do love when beefs happen though during practice, man. It's one of the key. It's just one of the best things, man. You get a chance to set the tone, especially if it's with another team. Hear me for a second. That people out there like, oh, don't. You know, advocate for fighting, but sometimes you have these moments, <laughs> these moments like with your own team where it's like People you just here. won the Super Bowl. People think they want to take shots at you. Like, no, we still here. We still have the same kind of drive. You ain't gonna get be able to get passes on us. I kind of like statements like that. Sometimes. You always get these fights in joint practices. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a lot of joint practices when I played. We had them, and we you know it was always an issue. You know, it was always. Were you was, throwing helmets, was, Key? Excuse me. Were you swinging helmets? No. No, I, I didn't have those type of issues in practice. People didn't challenge me like that, though, Jay. Were you like Mac Jones, I'm the person ended, sitting on I'm the side? I'm immediately. <laughs> Remember I'm when Mac Jones earlier, when they got in a fight, was it with the Ravens, where he just, Mac Jones was just chilling, just watching, like, I'm not going in that. Well, of course, <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't going in that either, because, you know, the hands. The hands, man, that's the yeah, tools. Right. That's how you no. make a living. But if somebody tried to challenge me, it, it would be over in two seconds, because I'm not, you know, I'm not even going there. It's not. I'm going to talk you out of it before you get yourself in trouble. Not Aaron Donald, though. He was swinging the helmet. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, he wasn't talking at him about he had anything. <laughs> All right. 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. Which quarterback has the most at stake this season? Not the most to gain or the most to lose, but both. It's the most at stake. <laughs> Someone said Derek Carboy. I disagree with that. I think Jalen Hurts was Diana Rossini to offer that up. I think that was a good one. Well, there are a bunch got, of names. I know who has the most at stake, but it ain't necessarily uh, wins and losses. Well, it is wins and losses, but it's a lot of All right, we're gonna, other stuff. Hey, why'd you jump in? I want to see Max stretch. We're going to get to that. Are we sure the U.S. Open will be Serena Williams' last major tournament? Jay Will coming up. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.